Hey, you're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Eddie Pinero on October 26th, 2020. Eddie is the founder of Your World Within, which is a wildly successful YouTube channel that reaches millions of people around the world with Eddie's inspirational stories and speeches. And in this episode, we talk about Eddie's creative process and his story of growing Your World Within into something that he can do full time. And he was kind enough to let us play one of his videos at the beginning of the podcast. So at the very beginning of this podcast episode, we've got a three to four minute clip from one of his YouTube videos, and we hope you enjoy. You're listening to an Upbeat Rewind featuring Eddie Pinero. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. There's an African proverb every morning a gazelle wakes up and knows it must outrun the fastest lion or it will be killed every morning in Africa a lion wakes up and knows it must run faster than the slowest gazelle or it will starve it doesn't matter Whether you're a lion or a gazelle, when the sun comes up, you'd better be running. Because stagnation is losing. Because wishing is a sealed fate. Because immobility is regret. As David Goggins says, you are either getting better or you are getting worse. And in a world comprised of no finish lines, that really simplifies the picture, doesn't it? Because this has nothing to do with yesterday. Or the self-defeating stories you used to tell yourself. It's about what reality can become. And the best news you'll ever hear is that the steps that brought you to right now, they are not the same steps that will carry you forward. Every single sunrise is a chance to chase down that which sets your soul on fire. Lion or gazelle, day or night, it is never too late to become what you have never been, to rewrite your story. Not for the doubters or the naysayers, but for you. See, they'll never get it. They'll never understand that your progress is your happiness. Why you'd endure the depths of hell twice to be five seconds faster, a little better, to build a little higher. It's not nuance. It is survival. Woven into your DNA and just as much a part of you as the heart in your chest. See, today is a currency, the most valuable entity you possess. Clay where dreams are molded, light that turns unknowns into outcomes, impossibles into stepping stones. It's why each step is so precious, because each one is a bridge to a part of you yet to be explored. See, Nietzsche said it best, one must still have chaos in oneself to give birth to a dancing star. It is why we build these metaphorical arenas. Because without them, 
There are no dragons to slay. There are no mountains to climb or armies to conquer. It is from chaos that order is born. Every crack of the sword brings understanding. When the sun comes up, there is no wishing for a better world. There is creating in yourself the one who will make it better. The one who will lead himself and others who will find amidst the horizon the existence of a world within. Eddie, thank you very much for joining me on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. Happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you here. Uh, and I love, I love kicking off these episodes by getting to know the guest more and introducing them to the listeners listening in. So if you don't mind, just share with us a little bit more about you, maybe what little Eddie was like and growing up and how you ended up where you are today. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because where I am today is, is, is definitely not something that I planned for as a kid. You know what I mean? It wasn't like an, an unraveling of this plan or an unfolding of this plan that I've been executing little by little. Um, I, I grew up playing sports and music and loved creating and running around and, and being a maniac, right? Like most kids. And I think my epiphany or my change in life was realizing how little I, I was thinking, like realizing how much flexibility and freedom we have in our lives that I just never thought about because we're not really taught to think that way, you know? And so it was like, went to, to, to high school to get good grades, right? To get into a good college, to be top of the class, to get a good job, to get a promotion. And at some point it was like, you know, like so many people go through this sort of thinking. It's like this, there's gotta be more to life than this. Cause this is very, it's just not fulfilling. It's mundane. So, yeah. And very, yeah. I was joking around with one of my buddies that we used to carpool from Worcester to Boston, Massachusetts, and we were hoping for a flat tire. And, and that was the day I'm like, look, something's, you know, something's wrong here. You got to make a change. And so I love music. I love creating. I love film. I love sort of the creative side of things. And I just, you know, one day decided, hey, I'm going to put my back against the wall and, and see what happens. And that sort of, uh, you know, set off this trajectory for me. Love it. And then obviously now you have your world within. Uh, could you go ahead and expand on that and share with the listeners more about what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it, it kind of goes back, you know, chronologically to the same point I left off on. So it's like I left my job and, you know, what I was doing was kind of whatever I felt like doing. I was creating, I was producing music. I was, you know, playing acoustic shows around Boston. I, I was learning how to edit uh, video just doing all kinds of stuff, creative writing. And like so many creatives and entrepreneurs learn, it's like, it's super fun until the dust settles. And it's like, oh, shit, right? Like what now? And I put this video on YouTube called Ode to Excellence. That was a promise to myself, you know, as someone in their, their mid to late 20s, you know, for once in your life, put your back against the wall and see what happens. Put yourself out there. Let yourself think through that. Because up until that point in my life, I really hadn't. And so I wrote this speech called Ode to Excellence and I put it up on YouTube and it blew up and I got a lot of messages and people enjoyed it and it helped a lot of people and I had a blast making it. And that's when the, the light bulb went off and it was like, you know, I can take this, this, this platform, right? This YouTube channel, Your World Within, and use it to combine all the things I love, storytelling, 
Um, you know, I was writing the background music for a lot of the speeches, writing the stories and narrating and creating these little movies that I don't know how it's going to be my thing, but it's going to be my thing. And it kind of started uh, the process. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I know that uh, this podcast being that it's all about, you know, finding and pursuing your passion, it really is a cool story that you had so many passions and you kind of were able to reel in like a top three and merge them together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it could, and it's one of these things where like you got to experiment and just see how things fit. There's no way you can look at that, you know, four years before and be like, this is the goal, combining these little bits and pieces of everything. No, it's trial and error. You know, it's kind of putting yourself out there. So that's how it, it happened. Awesome. And now you've got this super, uh, you know, successful YouTube channel. I think you just crossed like over 230,000 subscribers, which is absolutely crazy. Um, how, I guess, how long did you kind of have to fight for that? You know, how can, how consistent were you, how, how much did you show up and how long did it take to kind of make it? So that was like your full time. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because there was never really one video that shot the channel up. I mean, when I look, it's been five years now. I mean, it's been a while, um, over five. And when I look back, it's just been a consistent you know, sharing and releasing content. And sometimes you think you have something that's going to change the world and it's a swing and a miss, uh, but it's coming back the next day, the next week, and just continuing to share and to put out content. And that's what's hard, right? Because I mean, it is, we're conditioned to when you exert yourself and you put energy, you want a reward. You want, we want, and so it was a, essentially my brain to, uh, you know, to be able to put out content and understand, hey, you know, it's getting you a step closer, whether you see it now or not. And, you know, over time, uh, it, it added up, but yeah, it's been a long process because it's grown in a lot of different ways. You know, that's, that's one of the cool things about it too. It's not just YouTube. YouTube is sort of the window, uh, into, into the world. And it's how I, I meet a lot of people, but the platform now expands way beyond YouTube, um, which is cool. Awesome. And could you share with us too a little bit more about like your creative process? Because I know even just for this podcast, I I draw blank sometimes and I have a hard time coming up with ideas like if I'm just doing solo episodes. Uh, so how do you, I guess, never run out of ideas? <laughs> well, I do. That's for sure. Um, basically, uh, so it starts as a few different things. Like I have... Evernote, which I use all the time. And it's just anytime something pops into my head, whether I experience something, a win or a loss, or I'm reading something or watching something. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it moves me in some way, I write it down. And then the idea is, you can't preach to people. And, and not only that, I don't have all the answers. So I wouldn't, it's communicating my lessons learned, but we are emotional beings, right? We're not rational in a lot of ways. So it's like, how do you take these concepts and portray them in a way that makes people feel the message. And um, that's a creative part. And that's the part I really enjoy. And you sit down and, you know, I either write the background music or I license it and I sort of create this little movie trailer, um, sometimes longer than that, but taking the concept and spelling it out for people. It's stuff that I've learned, you know, it's firsthand things that have changed my life or helped me in some way. Love that. Absolutely love that. So I didn't know that you actually like wrote the music out and stuff like that or license it. Um, how, I guess, yeah. How much of, of your videos is like videos that you captured and music that you wrote? 
uh, versus, you know, just finding footage that's out there that really fits your content, like your message? Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge. The first two or three, um, I didn't listen to a lot of stuff. Um, so I would compose the background music and I really enjoyed that, but it's, it takes me two and a half, three days to do it. And it's like, when you're by yourself, when you're an entrepreneur starting a brand, it's like, important thing is how do you make this stories to tell things? Well, the trick is getting scale. You know, that's gotta be something that I, that I, I move. Um, but yeah, first couple of years I wrote most of the background music and then the video, um, a lot of it's stock. Sometimes I'll take my a seven three out. Like when I'm traveling somewhere or making a little movie or documentary or, you know, I love to do a lot of that stuff too. Uh, but it depends on the message. You know, sometimes it's literally uh, the audio for me is enough in my opinion, to help communicate the message and, and visuals distract from it uh, as opposed to add to it. So there's sometimes where it's literally just a thumbnail and maybe text. Um, so case by case basis. Nice. Uh, I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool too that you're very different than what's typical, I would say, on YouTube. Um, I think a lot of people fear starting because they fear being in front of the camera and they fear like, uh, oh, I, I'm never going to have enough ideas or my life isn't interesting enough to hold a camera in front of my face and capture it all. And so it's cool that you kind of are in this different niche too, where most of it is just audio, you know, and you create it beforehand and post it. I know you've got some stuff out there where you're definitely on camera, but um, it just goes to show that you can be on YouTube and not do what everybody else is doing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I would even take it further and say, that's where the opportunity is. You know what I mean? Um, it's funny because the, uh, I would say the first year, the videos that I put out were very, I mean, it was a very life changing time for me. I was going through a lot of changes in sharing them and it was very much self-help. Right. And so what are you looking at? You're looking at people in that niche and you immerse yourself in that world and you consider yourself motivation and self-help. And then it's like, you realize the value is differentiating yourself. And it's like, no, that was a part of my life, but I tell stories and, and, and hopefully move people in ways that allow them to reflect on their own life and be inspired and create and go make things to your point, go in front of the camera when they never would um, just see the fun in life. And that's not anything you have to follow or some cookie cutter niche guidelines. It's like, just go do your thing, grab your camera, grab your mic, tell your story. Um, that's invaluable, you know, and if you're coming from a place of authenticity, people will respect it and appreciate it. You don't need to be like anybody. Definitely. Uh, well, I'm glad you said that you kind of touched on where I was going to head next, but there's this kind of stigma in the creative world. I would say that's like, don't do blank because it's too saturated. Don't start a podcast because there's tons of podcasts. Don't start a YouTube channel. There's already over 500 million active YouTube channels. Like you're just going to get drowned out. So uh, you kind of touched on your thoughts already and just the advice to get started and pick up the camera and go. Uh, but what are your general thoughts on on that phrase or that stigma of don't get started because it's too saturated? Yeah, well, I think if you're good, you'll rise to the top. You know, I, I really do. I believe that. And, you know, part of putting yourself into that process is loving what you do. And I know it's almost a cliche, right? It's like, oh, you got to love what you do. Well, you do specifically because the world we live in, particularly online is so saturated and it's going to be tough. And there's going to be, could be years before you get where you want to be, before you're getting the exposure you want. And you have to love it enough to continue to grow and expand on your craft. 
Um, and, and I always use the example, people don't walk up to you on the street and put their arm around you and say, Hey, you, you don't know me, but that, that YouTube channel that you're, you know, thinking about starting, it's going to go to the moon, right? Like that will never happen. People only know what they see. You have to see it before they do. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the, the, the beauty. It's like, sure. It's saturated. Be better than everyone. Just put in more time. Love it. Be immerse yourself in that world. You know, this, like your world within is, is, you know, arbitrary and niche as it is. Like, that's my life. I live and breathe it. Um, I wake up and I think about what I'm going to write and I plan out my day and I get my camera ready and my mic ready. And, you know, I plan my travel around it, my meetings around it, everything around it, because I love it. And if someone's going to exceed what I'm doing, they're going to have to work very hard because all my eggs are in that basket. And, And I think that's the difference, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's very cool right now. You're kind of talking almost as you would in one of your videos, you know, Uh, (laughs) in regard to a message, you know, and I also love that you're, you, you, Jen, in general, you cut the fluff, like a lot of this stuff, man. I, I mean, I've gotten some, some pushback just from people in my life about having a motivational podcast or an uplifting podcast as being something kind of fluffy. And they don't like the phrase like pursue your passion. And they think it's just almost even just a lie to like make make people feel better. Um, But what your channel does, like it's not fluffy at all. It's just to the point, like if you work harder than everybody else, you get the prize, you know, you get what you want. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your worldview. You know, it's the thing is, and I understand this better than I did a few years ago. It's simply not for everyone because people look at life differently and that's fine. One of my best friends from high school, love the guy, he's like a brother to me, doesn't get what I do. We'll never enjoy it. We'll never find value in it. He's, he's very, he's nine to five. He's got his family. That means the world to him. He finishes his work. He gets the hell out of there. He shuts off his mind and he's the happiest person I know. And to me, beautiful, right? He, he just doesn't think or, or see the world through the same lens I do. And it's fine, right? But this stuff excites me and I need this and I enjoy this. And I feel like I'm, I'm better creatively as, a, as an entrepreneur in every aspect of my life when all this stuff sort of bleeds together. And, and so, hey, you know, all you can do is tell your story and add value in the way you think best. And whoever wants to consume that, power to them. If, if they don't, tip my cap, keep on moving, keep doing your thing. Um, but yeah, it's not one size fits all for sure. And, uh, you mentioned earlier in the episode, um, your first video owed to excellence. I actually got connected to you through, you know, Alan and Kevin, uh, Alan Lazarus and Kevin Palmieri. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. I, I also was, uh, listening to one of their episodes and they were talking about ode to excellence, uh, and how that meant a lot to Alan and he watched it for, or he watched your videos for like two or three years straight, like every single day. Um, so I definitely checked that out, but it just got me thinking when you made that first video, what were the times like then? Were they dark times? What, when you made that video, was it advice that you needed at the time? And like how much of what you do is also stuff that maybe you need at the time? Yeah. Oh, what a good question. I mean, it's all, it's all stuff that I need. It's, it's stuff that I'm telling myself. It's stuff that I'm living and going through. When I wrote that, it's not that I was like in dire, a dire situation, but I was pushing, I was heading that way. And it was the first time in my life 
it, it ever, it, it, I ever experienced that. I wasn't safe for the first time in my life, you know, because so I had a studio built, like a little home studio and some money saved. Put yourself out there for years. And it was like, Eddie, the money is not coming in yet. And it'd be very easy to go back to that desk job that, like I said, some people, it's not my thing. But don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be scared if you have to, you know, eat ramen for two months. Eat ramen. Like, who, try it. Just be, be tougher than you have been. And it was like the, the motivation that I needed. I worked harder than I've ever worked. Like, it, it created this mindset and this work ethic for me. Um, and it made me feel like I, I was very purpose-driven, which is incredibly important, you know? And uh, that's really how the process began. And it's like every video, and I can go through literally, I think I have almost 300, maybe a little over 300 videos on the channel. Every single one of those videos, I can tell you where I was in my life and why that message resonated with me, why I thought it was important to put out there at the time, why it helped me and I felt like others could benefit. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in music. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, what type of entrepreneur. It doesn't matter if you're in management at a corporation. Like, there's a lot of overlap uh, when you're looking at the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of life. We can learn from each other. Sometimes the context changes, but the message is there. And that's something that I learned. Yeah. And well, your videos are really good for anyone pretty much in any moment, like whether you're you know, working all day long at a desk and need to listen to something. But also if you're getting up in the morning and working out and just like starting the day, right, starting differently like that, your your videos, your content, because it's not just videos too, like people can stream this on like Spotify and stuff too, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't realize until recently how many people were coming from Spotify, right? Because my, my YouTube channels has always been sort of the crux of, um, you know, my content. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool that so many people are finding me on that platform, Apple Music and, and linking up that way. Definitely. Um, and I would love to ask this too, but of the almost 300 videos you have or more, which one, I guess, has been the most impactful for you? Uh, not necessarily like the most views and stuff like that, but just like really meaningful one for you to create. Yeah. Um, it's funny. The ones that mean the most to me don't have the most views all always across the board. It's so interesting. And I, I have no idea why, uh, but it's, um, I could name a few like chasing fireflies to me. Um, is probably my favorite. And that one is about, you know, a little kid, right? I talk about little kids when I lived in Roanoke, Virginia, watching them like at this park across the street and they'd be have jars and they would be like chasing, trying to catch fireflies. And I'm like, there's just, that's so simple. That's so pure. That's so innocent. That's like, that's just living without any other variables or factors. And it's like, at what point in our lives do we feel like we have to totally dismiss that? You know? And I think that's something that, that we should hold on to. And the reason it's so valuable is because as I was writing it, it felt like a breakthrough for me, you know? And, and so years later, because it has been years now since I've put that out, which is weird to say, um, I think about it a lot. It's like, are you, uh, you know, doing things for the sake of doing them? You know, why are you acting how you're acting, doing what you're doing, thinking what you're thinking? Is it for the right reason? Are you living your best life? Um, it's helped me quite a bit. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I was actually thinking that a few days ago, not not Firefly specifically, but just the idea of like 
I miss the days, you know, going to school and throwing down my backpack and going and playing football with my friends and not thinking about anything, right? Not having any agenda, yeah. not, not being stressed out about anything. And I was wondering, like, am I crazy that I don't have that right now? Is that the same for everybody? Like, did I just totally throw that away? Did everybody throw that away? What's reality? What's my perception? Like, how can I get that element back in my life, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, that's the question of all questions. I, I think uh, it's something that it's it's not something that I, I've just owned. And now my life's been it's it's something I always have to continue to remind myself, you know, like I was talking to one of my buddies um, and, and, you know, part of having a lot of content on YouTube is like you don't do anything to lose. Right. So part of you, you want to see your numbers go up and you want to see subscribers go up. And when you put something out, you'd love it to have a lot of views. But at the same time, when that becomes the focus, it kills the entire point and you lose part of yourself. Like what you're supposed to sit down for that creative process. At least that's how I look at it and just get lost and do something meaningful without thinking about, you know, the, 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 the view count it's going to have because of YouTube's algorithm. And I joke around with a lot of my friends in, in my mastermind group. And it's like, I have not solved this. If you can solve it, let me know. If anyone can solve this, let me know. Um, Cause you do want to juggle both, but it's, it's, it's just that it's a trade-off because once you lose the joy of creating, why even do it? Um, so anyway, long story short, that's sort of the, the, the idea. It's like, I'm constantly reminding myself about what's important because in today's day and age with so many factors and so many variables and so many societal norms, the important things slip very easily in my opinion. They for sure do. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, has anyone ever, I mean, I'm sure this is a yes, but maybe you have a story to go with it as well. Uh, but has anyone ever reached out to you and said like, thank you so much. Like your videos changed my life. Like I started listening to them and now I'm doing these things that are, are 10 times better. Yeah. Oh, daily, daily. Yeah. I, and the, the incredible thing is, you know, using that exact same metaphor, it's like, it, it becomes, it, it, it removes itself from being just numbers to people, right? Because you can't see who you're affecting or impacting. And when you get these emails and these DMs, it's just, it's such an incredible thing. And it's, it's ultimately why I do it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful feeling that your stories and what you went through and what you have to say can help people in so many different ways. Um, so it's, it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's the best feeling in the world. I've had that happen. Definitely not daily, but I've had that happen before. And uh, when that when that happens, it makes everything you do like so worth it. Like regardless of how much money, regardless of how the algorithm's doing. Yeah. You're just like, okay, well, I affected someone. I impacted someone and it meant something. Such a beautiful perspective. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks, Eddie, very much. Uh, I have a, a little segment that I do here at the end. Uh, it's just more of like a fire round, like with questions. Um, but do you have anything else that you for sure want to bring into this podcast? I don't think so. I mean, just kind of, you know, going off what you mentioned, I guess, towards the, the beginning, everything starts small. That would be my only advice. Like if you're excited about it, if the idea excites you, um, there's, there's no harm in, in jumping and without getting on a soapbox, I, uh, just a, a quick note on a video I put out yesterday. Um, this is sort of a, a breakthrough that I had. It's like a lot of the things we don't do, the, the consequences are reversible. 
Meaning if we buy something, whether it's a podcast, a video, meeting someone, going somewhere, and it falls flat and it's terrible and it's not what you want, you can back up and change, right? Very few decisions aren't reversible. Um, so remember that, right? The only way to lose is to not try. And um, that's, that's helped me. It's been near and dear to my heart and hopefully it'll help, uh, help your viewers listening. For sure. And I watched that video, by the way, super awesome. The pros and cons. Definitely the listeners, the the listeners should go uh, check that out and obviously subscribe to your channel and watch all the videos. I'll be sharing more of that in the intro outro. Uh, But yeah, this last segment is called the upbeat seat. Um, It's just a few quick questions. So Eddie, what makes you upbeat? What makes me upbeat? I think the feeling in the morning that I get out what I put in. That's so exciting to me that I wake up and I know if I do nothing, I get nothing. But if I immerse myself in what I'm doing, the possibilities are infinite. And that upside drives me. Who is your number one influence or inspiration? Ooh, um, probably be, oh man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two categories. Jordan Peterson, I'm crazy about. I think he's a brilliant man. And then I really respect John Mayer for a lot of reasons. Um, which is kind of a lot of people don't expect that, that answer, but just how versatile he is, how he has mastered his craft, how he can also write pop songs, how he's so diverse in what he does. Very few people in any industry you can point to and say they have captured that space. And I just, I respect that a lot. What music do you listen to to feel upbeat and motivated? Oh man, all of it, everything. I love, I'm listening to a lot of country. I love the, the storytelling country music. Uh, what's your favorite word? Let's go with, let's say upside. Why not? Upside. Upside. That's a really sweet one. Uh, do you have a favorite TV show right now? I don't watch much TV at all. I'm a podcast guy. Favorite podcast though? A lot of political stuff lately. Um, I also listen to, I like Gary Vee's podcast. It's a different kind of motivation. It's like a, a blast of dopamine. So I get a kick out of that. Yeah, I love Gary Vee. Um, I love how raw his his stuff is. <laughs> That's he a did. perfect way to put it. It's just raw. It's like, do it! Yep. And it's, you, I mean, phone <laughs> recordings, like the simplest of stuff. No headphones, no mics, no, like just talking. I love it. Um, okay, favorite social media platform and where people can connect with you? I'm a little biased. It's got to be YouTube. Um, and that's that's where, where I release my content. And uh, you can find me there at youtube.com slash yourworldwithin. Perfect. And per usual on this podcast, I'm going to close out by beatboxing your name real quick. Really cool. Hey! Love it! Thank you. Yeah, I probably cut out for you a little bit because Zoom has a hard time catching it, but I'll uh, send you the clip. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Zoom's been throwing us curveballs today, huh? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Well, and it's, I've noticed because I do that with every episode and it's very rare that the guest actually hears the the low end, like the throat <laughs> bass and stuff like that. It just cuts out every single time. So <laughs> anyway, thanks, Eddie, uh, for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Hey, Parker, thanks for having me, man. This is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker Kemp.
subscribe at parkerk.co.